This week on the Time Blaster Toycast, we're blasting back to 1980 or 90-something and talking nine spooky action figures. The Turbo Wheel is back, and with her, she's brought ghosts, ghouls, mutants, monsters, men in masks, and a vegetable. Or maybe it's a fruit. We'll figure it out, and we'll get into it right after this break. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. Cue up the super soakers for the time blast. Time blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch it's pad. the time blast, time blast. of the Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out the official ToyCast YouTube channel at Time Blaster ToyCast. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. The Time Blaster toy line is now open. Leave us your reviews, thoughts, or comments via voice message, or you can shoot us a text at 734-494-2292. We are ALIVE Alive and kicking here with the following podcast, which is scheduled for weird, wacky, and wicked wistfulness. A 60-minute time limit is in place, and we are ready to introduce today's topic, Magic Number 9. The back nine, cloud nine, the whole nine yards, nine out of ten times, and nine toys on the turbo wheel are all common phrases we hear in everyday life. Today, one of these is going to be more prevalent than the others as we're introducing now with a following collection of nine spooky toys turbo edition. And now for your hosts, they're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare of figures with actions. From 900 numbers to nines on price tags, it's a number that holds significance in their wickedly wistful hearts. They are the reigning, defending ToyCast Tag Team Champions of the World at the Retro KO Joe at Time Blaster Toys, Keith, together known as the Time Blaster ToyCast. All right, boys, the spooky season continues. Let's go. Week two of the Halloween season is upon us. Nine spooky toys, turbos here. And I'm excited, guys. Are, are you ready? So, I mean, you came in costume, so you're clearly excited. We're always yeah. ready. <laughs> always ready. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And costumes, you mentioned it, Keith. And, and today, a little surprising. You, you had a deep cut here. I like to keep you guys on your toes. I mean, I know in the 1990s, Disney had a huge hit on their hands with Hercules. Right. So Keith came in today dressed as the inspiration for that movie. The 1995 TV hit show Hercules, the legend... Con- the Legendary <laughs> Journey, starring Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. That's who Keith came in today. It's Kevin Sorbo's version of Hercules. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God, Xena Warrior Princess walking in next. You're damn right. And unlike Joe last year, who worked out for 12 months to be buff, I just bought this suit, right? Oh, okay. yeah. You, you know, like you the Jack Brothers way. suit. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Kevin Sorbo, when you think 1995, you think of Kevin Sorbo. Right? 100%. He was on every affiliated channel on the planet. <laughs> you can buy his Toy Biz action figure for $6 carded in yes. 2023. Yep, the price never went up. Beautiful head of hair, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I sh- man, I couldn't believe I shaved this beard off for this costume. You were committed. Hopefully it grows back very quickly. But I was happy to be Kevin Sorbo. Joe, mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about 90s, right? Yeah. Mid-90s brothers. Mm-hmm. I think a theme of, is developing here, Dave, right? Last mm-hmm. week he's Tin Cup. This week, yep. he's the nameless protagonist of 1995's <laughs> Waterworld. 
Kevin Costner as I believe I guess you just I was the name just Mariner. It's at this just point. the Mariner. This guy yeah. doesn't have a name, right? He's a mysterious hero. <laughs> and Joe, if, you know, like you see like a Halloween parade or like a, you know like Thanksgiving Day parade. Yeah. How did you somehow turn your SUV into a giant boat? <laughs> a lot of paper mache. <laughs> guy, it's like eight thirty a.m. This giant <laughs> boat comes driving in the parking lot. The Mariner walks out. Yep. And yeah, Joe, he's just all in on Costner this I'm, year. Look, Costner is the movie god, and I am committed. <laughs> I'm committed. When Your I love of Costner. When Not I real. pulled in and saw that boat, <laughs> I couldn't. I had to double check where I was. Uh, sure, I, I couldn't believe the attention to detail. Yeah. He even put the little like holes in the boat from from all the wear and tear. Unbelievable yeah. job. Yeah, well, that's yeah. how he gets in the side. You guys right? thought you, you were in Waterworld. That hole, your entry yeah. point. <laughs> You're like, where's the flood? So yeah, Costner and Sorbo. What a <laughs> what a group we have here today. <laughs> but then Dave coming in here, right? And he's such a show off. Right, so Dave, Dave's been putting in a little time in the gym, right? Yeah. He comes in here with, with his black shirt all open, and he's laying down on the table. He's got, <laughs> he's got his leg wrapped up, the beautiful, wherever he found this mullet wig, I don't know where he found it, but he is post-T-Rex attack Ian Malcolm, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. Unreal. Uh, I don't sexy know. Sexy <laughs> Ian. I don't know how I'm going to po- be able to podcast for the next hour with Dave. He's going to lay there the whole time. In a seductive pose <laughs> with the shirt. <laughs> and he found a way. He's got an oscillating fan blowing on him. Yes. Right now yeah. Too. Yeah. It's yeah. got to have that, the movement in those little curls. Uh, that's what I, yeah. No, that was the that was the secret to the gift was the oscillating fan. Mm-hmm. No, watch, you know, watch Jurassic Park, you know, over the summer as you do. It's been 30 years since Jurassic Park came out. And yeah. I said, you know. I could pull off Goldblum. Heck yeah, you could. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure for Halloween I can I can rock a Jeff Goldblum costume again. Like Keith had to shave the beard for it. Yeah, yep. worth it and, though, right? And oh, you know, yes. I was really nervous because this thing was coming off. I was like, did I get enough workout in for that chiseled jawline? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. Let, me be, let <laughs> yeah. us be the first to tell you. Yes. You certainly did. Yes. So Sorbo, Costner, and Goldblum. What a trio. Dude, we are the wow. trio yeah, champions. This is the most sexiest we've ever looked on this podcast. <laughs> Too bad this is not a video podcast, guys, for you guys to see. Oh, yeah, you guys have to see it it's, to believe it. <laughs> Hopefully we uh, described it as best we could. Okay, so Turbo's here, right? Yes, Turbo's Nine here. Nine spooky toys. Uh, but before we get to Turbo, we've got not a review, but we got some feedback on the Time Blaster toy line. Um, Joe in Boston. Who, Joe, and Joe who was the first person to ever leave us a voicemail. Way to go, on, Joe. On the Time Blaster toy line at uh, 734-494-2292. Uh, left us a suggestion for a future episode, so let's play it right here. You've got mail. Just calling with a quick idea. Uh, love what you're doing with uh, year by year with uh, Ninja Turtles, and I think you're maybe I think I overheard you had plans to do that with Power Rangers, but I was wondering if you had uh, given any thought to doing a year by year uh, Jurassic Park, Lost World, JP3. Um, uh, just wanted to. Mentioned that I was thinking about it. Uh, love all you, love everything you guys do. Uh, keep it up, and uh, God bless. Mm, bye. So I think, jo- or excuse me, I think Dave heard that voicemail earlier this week, and it inspired his costume. It absolutely did. <laughs> well, as I mentioned, I watched Jurassic Park over the summer, and you know what? That that would be pretty, pretty cool to do it to. I know we did a Jurassic Park episode for was it Dominion? Was that the name of the movie last year? It was early on in the podcast that came out last year, right? And um, we just did like a 
big overview. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, it, it might be a good deep dive dive to get into. I really like that idea. Yeah, honestly. I'm down for it. Yeah. Probably more, to me, Jurassic Park, I just feel like it has summer vibes. Definitely yeah. summer vibes. Summer one. But uh, for sure. yeah, me and Joe, we could do a 10-part series on Jurassic Absolutely. Park. Absolutely. Like, so yeah, we'll do it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the Command Center also made a appearance in our speed dating episode it did <laughs> we love to uh, sprinkle jp in where we can yeah uh, didn't we just posted a youtube video not that long ago about going oh, yeah. through that jurassic park a big collection huge came into jurassic the park collection came in that joe made a video on our youtube channel going through totes and totes of stuff but guys are we ready i'm ready it's spooky oh. time baby it's turbo time turbo is ready she's here and she wants to be spun nine spooky toys what's going to be the first one yeah turbo did it she, you know Busy August, took September off. She's ready. Well, yeah, it was the turbo month, right? She yeah. took a vacation after that. Yeah, but good she's, for, she's back. Good for her. All right, she's ready to spin. Let's go. Give me that confetti, Turbo. All right, we landed on Talking Beetlejuice. All right. I am so upset at myself, guys, for not bringing it here. That was right. the one thing this morning. I'm like, I'm going to bring my Beetlejuice, which I've had for many, many years, probably over over 20 years I've had this action figure, uh, 1989 Kenner. We know the Beetlejuice action figure line right in the scale of real Ghostbusters, many figures. Uh, there's Beetlejuice, there's ghosts, but in that toy line, there is a talking Beetlejuice. And we all know the archetype of this toy because there were many of them back in the day, Yeah, 18 inches tall plush body, hard plastic head. You know what I mean? You grab this thing by the leg, and you could use it as a weapon. Oh, that hurts. Just whoop your family member <laughs> in the dome with this thing if you wanted. That's what this Beetlejuice was. Um, real hair, rooted hair, oh, awesome wow. Beetlejuice hair. You know, yeah. I love that rooted The hair. likeness on this doll is so good and cool. Like, it looks like Michael Keaton. Like, a, you know what I mean? Like, a, a toyetic, friendly version of Michael Keaton. Um Super awesome toy. He has a striped suit, has the tie, yeah, and he has the pull string on the back. You pull it, and he's going to say all sorts of different phrases. You know, he's going to say it's showtime. He's going to say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Um, I think he says like, "Can I be scary or what?" He's got all sorts of cool phrases, and but the thing that makes this Beetlejuice a little different than other talking toys is beyond the fact that he can talk. He also has a feature where his head, right? You can take his head and you can crank it, right? It's like a ratchet, and mm -hmm. you can let it go, 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 go. And then he has a button on the back, and when you hit that, his head will, like, spin. Kind of like a Kenner uh, Screaming Heroes yeah. Ghostbuster action figure where their head spins. Just super cool. Iconic. I love this toy. Guys, I sent you an image. I don't think you ever had him before, but what are your thoughts on this dude? He's cool, I never, right? I never had him, but, man, he looks just like Michael Keaton. Yeah. Like, they nailed the likeness on this toy. My favorite part of the image is it says, No batteries required. Don't need juice to turn me loose. Yeah, that's true. Those talking toys with the yeah. voice box, you did not need batteries. It just yep. had the pull string. And the fact that his head spins, that's just a mechanical feature yeah. inside his body. And those black and white stripes, like I feel like prior to Beetlejuice, if you saw black and white stripes, you just thought prisoner. Yeah. But now it's like whenever you see that black and white stripe pattern, it's just like, oh, is that Beetlejuice? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is a prisoner. Oh, it wouldn't oh, way cooler if it prisoner. was. Wouldn't way cooler if it was a Beetlejuice. <laughs> it would have been so much cooler if it was Beetlejuice. And it's funny, all these years um, since Beetlejuice came out in 1988, people have literally since. 
probably 1990, two years later, yeah. there has been talks of the sequel to Beetlejuice. When's it coming out? The scripts existed. Literally, there's been a script for Beetlejuice 2 mm -hmm. for 35 Forever. years. And it's been tweaked and changed. And every 10 years, it'll say, oh, it's greenlit. We'll get somewhere. And then it never happens. But we're finally at the point. Yeah. All these years later, it's like, it happened. It's been filmed. I think they're like... Did they scene, finish it before the strike? I think they're like scenes away. Like okay. they were like on their last day of filming when that strike happened. Well, that strike's about to be over. Yeah. They, they've come to a and deal. And I've read stories where it's like once the strike's over, like they have like one day left. They like, just got to do a little bit of filming and then post-production. Yeah. The thing will be out. So yeah. I'm excited to see, you know, uh, Keaton back as Beetlejuice. It'd be great going to the theater yeah. to see Beetlejuice again. Oh, sign Man. me up. Sign me up. Yeah. I, it's got to be a theatrical release, right? Oh, Not 100%. Like a oh, 100%. Sure. Yeah, I would okay. think so. I would think so. Unless somebody... Who would have the rights to that right now? Oh boy, I'd, I'd have to. I don't even know. I don't know either. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. I don't think it's Disney, but it may be Max. Unless one of them are funding it or Paramount, like who knows? Somebody yeah. could be behind it, but yeah, I would think it's going into the theaters. Yeah. Everything's going to the theaters back again. And yeah, yeah. So I mean, Beetlejuice has been one of my favorites forever. I couldn't, we couldn't have a nine spooky toys pod without talking about my man Beetlejuice. Of course, but I think I did him justice enough for now. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get back to Turbo. Let's spin. And we landed on X-Men's Nightcrawler. Okay. This yeah. is a cool one. Not one that like you would initially think is spooky, but when you think about it more, you're like, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of spooky he looking. He is kind of spooky. Yeah, so and my story with this and why I picked it, so Toy Biz 1991 Marvel Nightcrawler. Mm -hmm. It's like I saw this on the store shelves as a, as a kid. I'm probably eight years old in the summer of 91. And my great aunt, as I mentioned before, used to take us down the Magic Alley to, to Toys R Us. Love that, man. And we would get a toy whenever she would take us there. And normally I'd buy G.I. Joe's or I'd buy Hasbro's at the time and probably had all the Hasbro's and for some reason was just like not wanting a Joe. And, yeah. uh, but I was just walking down the aisle. And now this is 1991 mm -hmm. for sure. I know 100% it is because I had no idea what X Men was. Right. And because the X Men animated series hadn't come out yet, the arcade game hadn't come out yet. And I'm looking at these toys, and I'm like, these guys look cool. Like, they just looked really, really cool. I wasn't familiar. wasn't a comic kid, so I didn't really know. Yeah. But this Nightcrawler crawler toy, just, I'm like staring at it. I'm like, this thing is kind of freaky. Like, yeah. what is this guy? It looks yeah. like a demon. And, yeah. I mean, he is. Yeah. I mean, he's got, like, he's got, like, the all-black, like, jumpsuit with white feet, white hands. He's got the, like, red V on him, that blue face with the yellow eyes and he's got that devil tail mm -hmm. and he had like little suction cups for like for like his action but i'm like you know i'm looking at all the toys they had there cyclops wolverine but nightcrawler just kept like mm -hmm. it, he just kept grabbing my eyes and i i remember buying him and he was the first x-men i knew like because of the toy yeah um and he was like my favorite x-men and then when he was in the arcade game with like, this guy is sweet he was my go-to guy there you know i i loved nightcrawler and I was, I think the intrigue for me as a kid buying this toy was because he was kind of creepy looking, mm -hmm. kind of spooky, and those like, eyes. And I was like, this guy just something about this toy. He just looks so cool, and that he looked cooler than all the other ones on the shelf, even though he was kind of scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. Uh, funny to think about it that way because when people think of those uncanny X Men toy biz action figures, I mean, 
when I say people, I'm thinking I'm talking about myself, but I think most people are the same boat. You're thinking like 93, 94, KB Toys, 3 for 10. Yep. They're all there, right? And they, they were there for years after that. But Dave's right. Those first Uncanny X-Men figures came out in 1991. Yeah. Wolverine with the removable mask and the sword, which is like, why does Wolverine have a sword when <laughs> right. his hands are literally swords. <laughs> three swords on each end of both of his hands? But yeah, Nightcrawler's in that uh, in that first wave. You know what I mean? In the last year or two, I've had that exact figure Dave's talking about, that carded 1991 Nightcrawler uh, action figure. And he, he's not worth a ton. But in regards to like Marvel X Men figures carded, that's yeah. like a forty to if it's like a mint card, forty, fifty bucks. Because he's one of the first ones on that card back before, you know, cable every eighth version oh, of cable God, yeah. and Kane and all these dudes that nobody knew who they were. Um but yeah, Nightcrawler, super cool. And I'm, he is spooky when you think about it. I just associate him as a uh, misunderstood mutant in the X Men. Pretty but when much. you look at him, you're like, yeah, this dude is a literal demon. He's black, and he's got these oversized hands and feet and the fr- in the tail. But yeah, he's a gymnast, man. He is. He's- I remember the hype surrounding him when he was going to be in the movies, finally. Oh, X-Men yeah. People were losing their minds over yeah. Nightcrawler in the Ray movie. Park, man, I yeah. was stoked. Yeah. Oh, no, Ray Park was towed. Who was Nightcrawler? He was... Um, Alan Cummings? Alan yes. Cummings. Yeah, yep. Alan Cummings. Yeah, he did, he did a great job of portraying that misunderstood mutant yeah i had the, i had like a 10 inch version of that oh yeah from x2 on my shelf forever with those striped pants and Dude, he was yeah. great that crawler sweet yeah he can Love. teleport he's my favorite he was Heck my yeah. favorite x-men still to this day might be my favorite x-men that's cool like and it all goes back to that toy like 100 percent this toy crazy that x-men 97 on disney which i mean they're like full court press on that stuff all the toys yeah. are out now nightcrawler's not yet a part of that line and Halloween. I went to Spirit Halloween yesterday, and that was there was a huge section oh, yeah. of no. X Men. Like Target now, all the X Men ninety seven figures. Dude, those boxes are they're calling me. Oh yeah, they're so nostalgic. No, they're they're beautiful. And seeing seeing that the X Men ship. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, once they get deeper in the line and they start making the Nightcrawlers and what have yeah. you, I'll be interested. But for now, eh. Yeah, I don't box. need a short hair bishop. <laughs> no. I want my bishop with long, flowing locks. Flowing, please. Just like my Kevin Sorbo <laughs> locks here today. Well, I mean, that's just your natural hair. <laughs> I know. I think your hair is better than Sorbo's. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. When you got long hair like me, you always got to find a costume that kind of, you know what I mean? I, mean, I can't yeah, be a dude a crew cut. No. I got to be no, Sorbo, neither baby. Neither can I, yeah. <laughs> All right, we ready to spin? Yeah, we're ready. Who will she land on? How are we following Nightcrawler? We're following with Spawn Violator. Oh, man, I got another one right here. You're back here. to back, back Dave. To back. You know, I talked about Spawn last year when we did the toy lines. Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, how it would be fitting to bring back, you know, to talk about Spawn again. It's not something we talk about much, and this is kind of a perfect character to talk about. And yeah. I thought Violator was the scariest toy from Spawn. I mean, whether it had been the animated, not even necessarily the toy, just the character in the animated series. What is he? Is he movie. just like a giant demon? or Pretty much it's like Clown Clown becomes Violator. And oh, like, Clown like becomes all, Violator? white guy? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, Clown, okay. like I Violator. It's like he is like a demon. Really. And he's got those big horns, alien-like looking face. Yeah. Crazy jaws. The toy has like the jaw biting action, but he was just the weirdest. My older brother had this figure when he brought it home, and I saw it. I was like, This, you know, I guess when I, you know, I was 94, so I'm 11, maybe 12. If he bought it in 95, I don't remember when, but I just remember seeing it and being like, 
I don't even know how you play with this was, thing. Was he like all like a bendy type of deal? No, he had articulation. Okay. He was hard plastic with a lot of points of articulation. Yeah. He was so skinny. I was gonna say he's really thin. So yeah. weird. It's just that um, it's like that new aesthetic that McFarlane was working on, and then yeah. toys kind of ventured into that. But exactly. like, yeah, like you said, at the time there really wasn't much, you know, like real thin, long limbs. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really stuff like that before. No, it was just a weird. At the time, it was it was the weirdest toy, and it was one of those toys. I'm 11, 12 years old, and I'm looking at this thing, and like. This toy is is, I mean, for lack of a better word, it's spooky. It's like a, the creepiest, yes. weirdest, gnarliest no five year old kid is playing with this. <laughs> no, yeah, like no. it was a freaky toy. Like it, I mean, it's not scaring me and giving me nightmares. Like Violator in the animated series might might have done that a night or two, but like the actual toy itself, just the attention to detail and the face, yeah. mm-hmm. the gnarly teeth. I mean, it was a real freaky toy, and yeah, just like I said, so the closest thing would be like a Xenomorph from Alien. Yeah, uh, type of toy, but it, it just was so unique at that time. That McFarlane brand, which has evolved into you know what what he has, and we talked about that last year. But yeah, Violator, I thought was the the freakiest of of all those initial Spawn. Yeah, toys. those original Spawn figures. Um, you know, you sent us an image of Violator that I just looked at on my on my phone, where it's like that clamshell packaging, basically, where it's like that plastic backing mm-hmm. with the bubble all attached, and yeah. the books behind it. That every Marvel legend after, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, the that book. formula has been run into the ground since. But at the time in '95, that was like revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody was doing that. Groundbreaking. Yeah, I forgot to mention it came with a comic book. Yeah, and the cool one crazy thing I can rem- picture about Violator being on store shelves when you mentioned that bubble is it, it, no two were in the package the same because it was just like loose in the bubble. <laughs> it's just jumping how they around put it, it, so it, it it could like move. Yeah, so you'd have one. You'd flip the peg and it would be po- like upside down, and you flip the next peg and it's facing right. You flip the peg, it's facing left. Like it was just yeah. always in there. Nowadays, like toys are strapped in. Well, no, and and think about the time too. Ninety five when and this stuff or ninety is it ninety four or ninety five? It came out it's in ninety four, like but I don't think it was one yeah. of those things where it really. I think Spawn was kind of a slow build. Yeah, like it. Came well, out yeah, this is like but... a dude's attempt, at an independent guy. You know it. At the start, McFarland Toys, those original Spawn figures, when you find them, they just say Todd Toys on them. Todd like Toys. Like, he didn't even settle on the name McFarland yet. Yeah. This is just a guy taking a chance and going for it. So, yeah, the first run of those, maybe, the, you know, the packaging isn't perfect because this guy doesn't have a million factories in China like Hasbro or Mattel. Mm-hmm. He's just making it happen. And to think of how far he's come in, in that amount of time, it's pretty pretty impressive, right? Like, yeah. there's no other toy company I can think of that's gone from, you know, rags to riches that quick yeah and kind of you know he's got the dc oh, license and everything i mean else being now. spearheaded by one person yeah. yeah yeah he's done so many sports figures since too. I mean, we talked <laughs> Dude, about he the loves toy- those sports figures. we talked about the toy line last year but yeah. demons and sports yeah violator. dude let's do that <laughs> that was right up my alley as a you know he, mcfarland speaks to me but yeah love the, the violator figures super spooky super yeah. creepy had to add them in yeah good old violator good old violator all right who's next All right, we are ending on optic. Optic. Now, what you guys know about optic? I, I mean, I, I know. I need, <laughs> I know. I need to look at this image. Again. Optic. This is from He Man, the New Adventures Mattel, uh, nineteen eighty nine. Oh, I do recognize this. Yeah. Guy. So, okay. trying to rack my brain, trying to find some guys for this turbo, and and when I stumbled upon him, I'm like, of course. <laughs> I mean, he might be my favorite guy in that cartoon solely because his head 
is a giant eyeball. He sure is. For those who don't know. And to me, it doesn't get much more spooky than that. Years before I pop an eye guy. Yeah, for real. Just a yeah. giant, <laughs> huge Optic inspired eye pop an <laughs> eye guy. But yeah, he's great. He's just a warrior with an eyeball head. I mean, really doesn't get cooler than that. So that's a new adventures of He Man. So that's, that's new uh, adventures. That's a you know slightly smaller scale than your yeah. than your traditional Masters of the right. Universe figures. Yep. I I had a few of the new adventure figures as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when I see images now, I'll, I'll think back and go, oh man, I had that guy. I you know I totally forgot. This guy, hundred percent, did not have. I don't think I've ever I don't seen. Think Is he too rare? Many, I don't know if he's rare. Um, not too many. People. I didn't have him. Yeah, I, I, he could not have been in like the first wave because I think he's I had not the a first wave guy. First wave, and nope. the reason I had that in first wave is because the packaging just was He Man. Yes, and being a kid who loved He Man, I remember my mom for a Christmas or a birthday, I just had like every first wave figure. Mm-hmm. And is he a villain that. or a good guy? He is a villain. He okay. is. He's he he becomes. He worked for a different guy, like in the comic or the cartoon. He was affiliated with another group, but then Skeletor. Ends up recruiting him, oh. and uh, he just becomes one of Skeletor's henchmen. Yeah, that's kind of how the new adventures of He Man was, though. Was they like a, a lot of tweeners, a yes. lot of guys, really? back, a lot of storylines where it was like a lot of morality play, where they're with Skeletor and they turn baby yeah. face, or they join Skeletor because uh, mm-hmm. they don't like what He Man's doing, and just it's just. I mean, I, I was a kid watching it, but I didn't really get into it. But when I think back to it, I'm like, God, this character flip flopped. That character flip flopped. <laughs> Lots Russo booking this? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Russo 1999 booking this show. He-Man in space with a giant villain whose head is nothing but a huge Nothing eyeball. but an eyeball. Yeah, and he looks really cool. Going back to the optic as the toy, I mean. The toy is awesome. Well, like a little gun. Like yeah. Yeah, all the, all the new adventures of He-Man figures, they usually come with like one just kind of. Just not, generic. Kind of generic weapon, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing, nothing real special about Who it. Who made these? Mattel. Mattel. Yeah. Oh, there's a little logo. I see it now. Yeah, optic. He's a optic. he's an oddball. He's a big giant. He's definitely eyeball. an oddball. Not much to say except his head is a giant eyeball. He's the only guy on this list whose head is nothing but a huge eyeball. <laughs> a huge eyeball. And that is spooky. That is absolutely. All right, how we fin- how we following up? Optic? How do we follow up a guy with a giant eyeball head? We follow up with Monstro Viper. Ooh, I now know look, this guy. These guys are something else, and um, these are GI Joe. Yeah. Um, 1993 Hasbro. And I mean, they were part of uh, Cobra Commander's uh, dudes. And they these guys were part of an experiment by Dr. Mindbender. Ooh, I love Dr. Mindbender. And they did. Was. They like altered these guys' DNA through different experiments. And they were genetically crossed with werewolves, um, Bigfoot, and gruesome grizzly bears. Okay. Love it. <laughs> and they created these guys. And if you see these guys loose... There's no way you're thinking GI Joe, right? You know what I mean. You're you're digging through a bin and you see this werewolf guy, you're not thinking GI Joe. But I think they're awesome. No, because he's way bigger than a GI Joe. Yes, right. Yes. I mean, in theory, he's in scale because he's this huge monster. So he's probably like five and a half inches to six inches tall. Yeah, he's pretty big and he's bulky. He's got long arms, long yeah. limbs. And th- that exact thing happened to me in the last couple of years. I mm-hmm. bought someone's collection of early '90s toys. And I'm going through it, and I see this big, giant, hulking dude, right? Yeah. And he's got those bright, vibrant, uh, fluorescent yellow and yellow orange Yellow and orange shorts, yeah. And I'm like, man, he looks cool, but I do not recognize this guy at all. And, like, you know, look at the foot. It says Hasbro. I'm like, what is this guy? Yeah, what, like, what line, toy is line does he go to? And, you know, I end up Google image search. I'm like, this is a G.I. Joe? It's and then crazy, I Because yeah. I'm 
not a G.I. Joe guy as a kid at all. Uh, so there's him, and then there's that like uh, green guy with the tentacles yes. on his back. Yep. Those are the only two The only figures. two. Yeah, they're, they're super cool. And yeah, he is indeed spooky, but you would never think G.I. Joe when you saw this guy. No, what I love is on the card back, right behind the figure, it says, with monster smell. Oh, so I wonder what they cord? smelled like when you open one fresh off the car because I never had one, so I couldn't tell you. I wonder if Hasbro uh, got the tips from Mattel on how to make I a mean, stinky action figure. Maybe. I didn't know he was supposed to smell. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Dave, Dan, you're the resident GI Joe yeah, guy. Dave, what, any what, experience what, with these? No, these these came out when I was kind of done. Yeah, because yeah, in '93, yeah, I wasn't and, into it. And like, I remember seeing them uh, in the store. Um, I remember seeing him in Toys R Us. Looking, I always looked at GI Joes and being like, "What are these?" Yeah, and like, didn't know the like, story. This isn't my GI Joe. Yeah, no. <laughs> being like, they looked cool. Mm-hmm. Like they were intriguing, but I'm like, how would I play with this with my GI Joe? He's too big, and I don't know if they had the articula. They didn't have the articulation that a Joe had. No, so. their arms no. and legs and head moved. But it's more like just, a Kenner toy, yeah. like a five Honestly, points of yeah. articulation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but huge, like bulky. Yeah, ginormous. He, these guys could mess up some Joes. All right, we're ready to spin. Lower, sure. Oh, on the line almost. Glow in the dark, Undertaker. Oh, wow, I get to close it out here. Rest in peace, baby. Man, this he- is uh, this is an iconic <laughs> toy. Yeah, so Jack Pacific got the license. We talked about it uh, for the WWF after Hasbro, and mm-hmm. they came out with the Bone Crunchers in yep. 95, 96. Yeah. Um, so this... Series one Undertaker had a, you know, his black outfit with a purple striped tie, came with a hat. Must have been a big seller. Well, most of those ones were because they duplicated a lot of figures in series mm-hmm. two. But Undertaker didn't change his look up very much from series one to series two in real life. Yeah, yeah. they just gave him a solid purple tie, and they're like, well, that's not gonna. What's what else can we do to make him different? Oh, I know. <laughs> There's a guy out there. By the name of Joe mm-hmm. in southeastern Michigan, who mm-hmm. loves toys that glow in the dark and purple Undertaker, and he and purple Undertaker, and he's not alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a guy, a kid named Dave, not too far from him that he doesn't know, but he also is going to look for a glow in the dark Undertaker. So we're going to make him glow in the dark. Um, yeah, very very cool. Um, I don't know how I got this toy. I don't remember getting it at all, but I had it. Yeah, I'm um, with you there. And. That was what I remember is like I had two Undertakers now. One's kind of greenish. Yep. And like his skin's green and he's got a solid purple Did tie. Did his arms also glow? I remember yeah, his, his arms. Yeah. His, his arms, arms and face. His arms and face was all that, yeah. that glow. So when they glowed in the dark, it would be cool if you had like your pile of wrestlers on the floor and then you like, you know, get up in the middle of the night. You just <laughs> see like Undertaker's head and arms literally glowing in the dark. It was always. It was always cool, but in my fig fed, he was known as Gravedigger. Like Gravedigger. He was Gravedigger. And this was before Kane debuted on TV, so I did okay. have him as the brother of The Undertaker. Oh, and I remember nice. distinctly his backstory. I mean, I, I remember Undertaker being Mean Mark in WCW, so yep. I knew, like, you know, Undertaker, Mean Mark had, the, I was crazy. <laughs> him. I'm like 13 now. I had a lot of creative energy. This is his brother, Mad Mike Calloway, oh. who became Gravedigger. And had a like a like an incident that he had he you know glowed his skin skin was like green so mm. yeah it was just uh, <laughs> just a weird kid I'm sorry guys <laughs> awesome. I love it kids. I mean but uh, yeah yeah hat accessory that was pretty much it yeah I glow in the dark action figures is a thing that's existed forever yes and we've talked about loving glow in the dark action figures as kids in the 80s and 90s this Undertaker is the first time. 
any wrestling action figure has ever glowed yeah. in the dark, right? Because before, yeah. before this, there was never a character no. or anything that would warrant such a thing. Uh, I, too, had this Undertaker. I feel like everyone had him. Yes. And I can remember buying it at Toys R Us. Uh, kind of a hard sell for, for my mom. Like, you just bought me this Undertaker like three months ago. <laughs> but and he now doesn't I need this glow. One. And into the naked eye, he looks exactly the same. Yeah. But, Mom, I promise, yeah. in the dark, he's going to glow. I'll show you when we get home. And think of the Series 1 Jax figures. We have, we've talked about it before, like how uh, cheap and chintzy they were made. Oh, the limbs know, were so loose. Where you can hold them by the head. Yeah. They're like Woody, you know, marionette them. doll, so loose. So Easy by Series break, 2, though. they like were getting better. Yeah. So like your, where your Series 1 Undertaker couldn't even stand, he would just like fall over. Your glow in the dark boy had a little, yeah. you know, yeah. a little tightness to the joint, so yeah. he could hit the choke slam and the jumping clothesline and the tombstones. Awesome figure, yeah. bone crunching action. Yep, and hey, glue in the dark. He hey. had two actions. He not only glow in the dark, but <laughs> yeah, his bones crunched. <laughs> yeah. Dude, double the value. Yeah, the sound of bone crunching, bone ticking action. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. Scooby-Doo, Luna Ghost. Oh, so this is the spooky Luna Ghost, right? Yeah. Um, thinking of spooky toys, I'm thinking of Halloween movies and things that we do every year You know, at my house, my family. Scooby-Doo is like on the list, right? Like Scooby-Doo has been around forever. Yeah. There's so many cool cartoon specials. And really, when I think of Scooby-Doo, I think of that first Scooby-Doo movie. From 2001, I want to say. Yeah. Which is not technically the 90s, guys. Sorry, I'm, I'm in the 2000s here. That's a, we'll let we it slide. We didn't, we didn't put this to like a decade. Right. It's true. But that Scooby-Doo movie, like when I think of my kids, like Josephine, my daughter, you know, she's nine years old now. When I think of like the first three years of her life, mm -hmm. I'm not over-exaggerating when I say we probably watched that Scooby-Doo movie 150 times. Wow. Front to back. Like yeah. every night we were watching Scooby-Doo, man. They're going out Spooky Island, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and I've seen that movie so many times, I can quote the dialogue from that movie. If I ever meet Freddie Prince Jr., all I want to do is talk about Scooby-Doo. I've been saying <laughs> I want Freddie on this show. <laughs> Freddie, if you're listening. <laughs> so that movie, Scooby-Doo, I'm like, man, that movie was like pretty big, right? Like, yeah, to this day. it was. Oh, I loved it. And yeah. you're like, Scooby-Doo is such a big property, but Scooby-Doo Scooby toys are weird, like... There's this company, Equity Toys, that makes Scooby-Doo action figures. Yeah. And they have forever. Like, Hasbro doesn't make them. Mattel doesn't make them. It's like this weird company that just kind of produces these same... There's the there's Scooby and the mystery, you know, the gang, right? Yeah. And there's those same figures that you can buy boxed, carded, repacked for literally the last 20 years. They just keep coming out every year. Keep re-releasing like, them. Yeah. You're in Walmart. You're at the end of the aisle. There's a Scooby-Doo pack. And it's yeah. a couple monsters, a couple guys. But I was thinking, man, what about the movie? They, they Did they make figures based on the movie itself? It was such a big movie at the time. And they did, but they're, like, super rare. Nobody has these figures. I don't remember ever um, seeing them. Loose, they're all, like, 100 bucks each. Like, wow. loose incomplete. Yeah. Um, but the one I want to talk about is the Spooky Luna Ghost, who is the ghost at the start of yep. the Scooby-Doo movie, right? He's kind of the catalyst for what happens in the movie because the gang finds this uh, spooky lunar ghost and he's like this creepy black and white clown looking guy yeah. with like this big hat yeah he's very frightening. Looks like beetlejuice with the carousel with this like skull you know he's creepy and he's like flying in this abandoned warehouse yeah and the gang gets him and they unmask him and it's just a normal guy just, <laughs> just a, guy, a dude you know and he's i'm gonna get you you know what i mean <laughs> 
uh, classic Scooby Doo. Good character actor too. Like yeah, Nick Hope I think is that actor's name. He's been in so many movies. Yeah, and just like he's a goofy looking. Yeah, perfect live action because Scooby Doo before that always been a cartoon. Right. So you get this live action first time you're going to unmask a a Scooby Doo character that's an actual person. Uh huh. Couldn't have picked a better goofy right. looking guy. Yeah, he's a living breathing him. cartoon character. Yes. Right. Um, so the toy's cool because it's just this, you know, middle-aged man, right? But he has this creepy mask that goes on his head. So the toy's super cool. And then, yeah, because the gang finds him and then... Old man Smithers? Was that his name? I don't remember. I think it was. Um, yeah, so Fred and Velma have a, you know, Fred's taking credit and Velma's upset about it. So the group disbands for two oh, years and no. they're not together. But then they all get the, you know, the letter in the mail to go to Spooky Island to solve this case. And then they end up you know, reconvening, and then you watch the hijinks ensue. You know, Grandma Scooby on the airplane. Yeah. We all know this scene. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Scooby-Doo in a costume. Clearly, it's just a grandmother. But, yeah, the toy's super cool. One day, if I ever get my hands on it, I'll buy it, just for the, you know, the purposes of having some Scooby-Doo movie toys. Yeah. Did the sequel, Monsters Unleashed? No toys. No toys. No. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, that first series with this uh, spooky Luna ghost, there's him, there's, like, the big giant like monster guy that kind of ends up looking like violator in a way the guy that like you know runs around the island him and scooby have a you know a stare down he's got a figure they make a shaggy and a scooby and that might be it like there's no fred there's no velma daphne how do you not make fred (laughs) yeah it's weird yeah yeah guys so spooky luna ghost i did not know this figure existed but that's awesome yeah he's cool it's always good to talk scooby-doo yeah Nothing more spooky than Scooby Doo. No, he's man. spooky all year long. He is for the last what seventy, like fifty uh, years. Yeah, how long has that IP years? been around? Is, Ever? Is, is there going to be a Scoob Two, the new movie that came out a couple years ago? I don't, I don't know Scoob if it did two? well. I hope so. It was yeah. just called Scoob. I love. It. I enjoyed it. There's a. It's hard to have. There is like a new Scooby Doo show. It's like Adult Swim type vibe. It stinks, but. Oh, Other oh the animated Scooby Doo show? Yeah. That's from years ago. I've watched that. I actually like that show. What about Scrappy Doo? No, no, no. This is a different one. <laughs> they give Scrappy Doo a movie? <laughs> this is this is a different. This oh. is like new. The one oh. you're talking about, I liked too. That one was awesome. Yeah. That, new Adventures of Scooby Doo. Yeah, that was great. No, there's one. It's I think it's called like. I might be called Velma. It's like, like oh. Mindy Kaling like voice, or it's really bad. Ah. No, I like my classic Scooby Doo. Yeah. Give me my early 2000s. Yeah, no big whoop dog like that. <laughs> good old, good old Scooby. Love Scooby Doo. All right, let's man. We got two left. Who's done? I got one left. Me and you. I'm oh. done. Yeah. Oh, Dave's done. And I'm about to be done. Oh boy. Because we landed on Bio Glow Swamp Thing. Back, back, glow back to glowing in the dark. Look, baby. if there's one thing that all of our listeners should know by now, <laughs> is we love our glow in the dark toys, right? We do. And uh, Bio Glow Swamp Thing's no exception. Uh, it's basically just the same mold. Um, well, I should say it's Kenner, nineteen ninety. Yeah, and it's it's the same mold as the original figure, but he's casted in glow in the dark plastic. Yeah, that's cool. And um, he comes with two weapons. He has his action arm swing axe, and he comes with a very nice studded mace. So you can just be whomping on guys. Looks like the uh, the accessories also glow in the dark. The ends of them. It it looks like they do because it's kind of the same shade of green. I never had him as a kid. I never had him um, as a kid. But if there was ever a character that you would want to glow in the dark or that one that makes more sense, is it not Swamp Thing? Someone who's made from toxic. Yeah, (laughs) it makes sense, right? Yeah. Just a giant uh, plant man who glows in the dark. 
the, when you sent this toy a couple weeks ago for another podcast discussion, which we'll talk about at the end yeah, of the show. Yeah, yep, he was an idea. Um, when we came up with, like, oh, we'll just put them in the, you know, you're like, oh, I'll put them in turbo instead. We, I watched the commercial yes. for this toy. One of the best toy <laughs> commercials out there. Google. Yeah. What is it? The Bio... Bio Glow Swamp Thing Kenner, 1990. Kenner knocked no, this Kenner commercial. The Kenner commercials... No, no. It's the cartoon. The intro of Swamp Thing where it's uh, like the it's the Wild Thing song, but just hit them saying Swamp yes, Thing. Yes, yes. Are the Kenner commercials the same thing? So no, this this okay. commercial I, started with almost like the classic Universal type, like uh, monster vibes. And then right, you got like, a toy it. playing yeah. in there. Oh, it's such, it, it was... It made me want to buy the toy. Yeah. Like... Two weeks ago, I'm like, oh my god! Like this is the one of the best commercials I've ever seen for That's a toy. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable! You're inspiring me to make an Instagram post this week. I, I mean, post this commercial, to. guys. He's Don't worry. great. I mean, head to toe, this guy glows in the dark, and he's carded on that black card back, so he just pops off that card. Yeah, man, and he's it's, spooky. He's yeah, got he those little awesome. those yeah. little red beady eyes, right? So if he's glowing in the dark, everything but his eyes are gonna glow. Yeah, so he's gonna be looking super cool and super spooky. It's a great figure. Stick I mean, them next to your glow in the dark Undertaker, baby. All you gotta do is make a figure glow in the dark, and it's gonna sell. And <laughs> and the Egon from last week. Yeah. Yes. Three of them yes. Do we have anybody else that glowed in the dark today that I can't recall? No. Undertaker. Undertaker. Just the two. Yeah. Egon last week. Yeah. That's it. This week. Someone's gonna glow in the dark next week. I bet. I bet. All right, we got one left, so we're gonna spin just because we love the sounds, right? We do. Yeah. Love those sounds. Give me that confetti. And last but not least, the killer tomatoes. This is Mamado, baby. Mm-hmm. Nineteen ninety one Mattel. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Mamado. Mamado. So when you think of spooky action figures, you're thinking of ghouls and ghosts and monsters and mutants and men in masks uh-huh. and a vegetable or fruit. <laughs> I'm definitely thinking tomatoes. Tomato. Tomatoes a fruit. They say it is. For a vegetable. They say it's a fruit because it's got seeds, but there's a lot of other things that got seeds. So technically, okay. So, Mamado, man, this guy, picture a killer tomato, right? Yes. Who is wrapped in uh, bandages. So he's like a mummy. He's a mummy tomato, and he's Mamado. So these action figures in 1991 by Mattel, not very, uh, not a line a lot of people collect, right? Like, I think only in the last few years was I like fully aware of their existence when I ended up getting that whole collection in yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. years back. Um, really, really cool though, right? There's only one series. Uh, I think there's eight figures in the set. Uh, each tomato comes packed with like a little mini PVC like human in yeah. theory. So like it's a big giant tomato and a little you know the human is supposed to represent like the good guys. So this two pack is there's like a little fireman guy yep. who comes with tomato. And think of like a mad ball, basically, you know what I mean? That we grew up in the, in the eighties with like this, it's a literal, it could be used as a ball. It could, like it really could be, what it is. you know, it's got some pliability to it. It's like a ball fits in the palm of your hand, maybe like the size of a baseball, maybe like slightly smaller. Yeah. Um, but really cool and spooky and unique, right? I mean, the card back is amazing. Everything about these I love the logo killer design. tomatoes are awesome. Yeah. But Mamado's my favorite one because, you know, because he's so uh such a distinct character. Where some of the other tomatoes, 
you know, there's like a one that's kind of like a dog. He, he looks cool. And, yeah. But this guy, I mean, he's just, he's a mummy. There's nothing more, <laughs> nothing more frightening than a tomato with a full set of teeth. <laughs> right. It's, Have you guys, you guys ever seen these before? Or as a kid, you even remember the stuff? Because there was a cartoon. I remember, I the, remember the cartoon. Based on, so I remember the cartoon. Which yeah. was based on a movie. Yep. A movie yeah. But so, yeah, I didn't know. No idea of this stuff in, as a kid back in the day. Yeah, the theme song. Is the most memorable mm-hmm. thing. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yep. But like, yeah, you get the movie in the seventies. Then there was a sequel, I think, that came out. Like, maybe that the sequel came out, and that's how the cartoon came from. Because I feel like they were right around the same time. I remember my dad watching the movie, my older brother and me, and had five or six, and like, what the heck is this? Yeah. And then the cartoon coming out. Um, I did not know toys got made, and I barely remember the cartoon, but I remember there being a cartoon. I lumped those together, like that second movie with the cartoon. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, when you think of Halloween themes, right, you're thinking monsters, ghosts, wolfman. You're thinking mummy, right? Absolutely. And hey, this one just happens to be a tomato. I mean, tomatoes can be mummies. I'm not discriminating. (laughs) But super fun and toyetic and very 90s looking. Like, put these dudes on a shelf, mix them in with some, like, uh, food fighters mm-hmm. and some mad balls and like they'll fit right in and, and they're, they're they're pretty valuable these super, killer tomatoes super valuable yeah. Yeah. no one was buying these back yeah then. i just uh i had two i like i said i had the whole set for mm-hmm. a long time and i sold most of them but i was down to the final two that i hadn't sold yet and they were the two most expensive ones yeah and i just sold them this week wow uh to the same person this guy we made a deal yeah and they were loose yeah and they sold the two of them 650 bucks yeah Ooh. so we're talking over Beautiful. 300 bucks each yeah they were for some tomatoes yeah for some loose <laughs> yeah. attack of the killer, killer tomato figures yeah expensive but awesome i haven't heard of anything even in the pipeline but i remember there being like disney owning i don't know maybe marvel maybe marvel had the license to killer tomatoes and when disney bought them i just remember being it's in my head that Disney owns the Killer Tomatoes, and it's just so weird to me. And I don't think we'll ever see them. Disney have will today. never do anything unless they but, do it under their other banner. Yeah, yeah, maybe under what are Dimension or whatever they own too that they put out their horror movies under. If I think it's Dimension. Dimension. I think Did they, they do. They buy that out now. I think okay. they I can mean, always I think release so much stuff. Something like that. Touchstone. <laughs> I can picture that little <laughs> intro. Right. That's taking you back to the early 90s. Took <laughs> my brain right there. Yeah, no, I remember, I feel like somewhere along the way, somebody, I know some listener out there knows the story. Yeah. And I'm sure I can Wikipedia or get on the Google and it'll, it'll, it'll fill me in. But somewhere along the way, I remember seeing that Disney owned Killer Tomatoes and me thinking it was super weird. And I'm like, well, that'll never see the light of day. Never. But maybe the cartoon will end up on Disney Plus. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's already on there. Who's looking for that? <laughs> Not us, apparently. Homeboy who bought the toys from you, Keith. Yeah. All right, well, that's it. That's our nine spooky toys, right? Yeah. We, we had a little bit of everything. We had some glow. We had some tomatoes. We had a mutant. Pretty fun, right? Great lineup. Speaking of hard things to look for. Yeah. These killer tomatoes toys are very hard to look for. A lot of the toys we talked about today are very hard to look for. You know what else is hard to look for? What's that? What we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> we're going to tell you that in just a minute. All right, we're back, folks. And next week, this week, what's really hard to look for is a murderer. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> a good old fashioned who. I was wondering where this is going. Yeah. Who done it? And who done it is what the theme is next week. We're going to do a murder mystery podcast. I'm excited because I have no clue. This is I'm, all. This is Dave's baby. Dude, I'm excited to go on this ride that Dave has laid out. <laughs> Dave's been working so hard, guys. I am. Yeah. This is uh. We, when we talked months ago about like. 
what are we going to do for October? And just we're spitballing ideas. I'm like, murder mystery. And Keith's like, how does that work? And we talked it out in the shop. This was probably July, not right. even joking. Yeah. And uh, like we did the 4th of July episode. And I'm like, we talked. We had a, like, a loose idea. And I'm like, I've got something I can run with. And I'm like, we can kind of, we may be playing a clue game. I have, I have a clue game, basically toy related, ready mm-hmm. to go. How we do it? Still working on some kinks, but I've got a week to do that. So brace brace yourselves for a murder mystery podcast next week. I'm excited, guys. And uh, spooky season continues. Uh, we're in the middle of October. Welcome to the Toy Cast. You up the super soakers for the time blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. It's the time blast of the Toy Cast. We know the facts well, straight out the half shell. Bringing that TGRI in the landfill. Three Caballeros on the move, no duck bill. Cause they're the right brothers to take flight. It's so real. Every time last guaranteed to cover that. Be kind of rewind like Blockbuster back. Got reviews, have you looking for the red flag and bigger noses than Mark Summers on the Show hand, so get your notepad. We talking about collectibles. Collectible. Get error to the seal. Know the value is exceptional. Uh, As it can be from TV to the VHS. Yeah. Power Rangers, Star Wars, yeah. He-Man, playsets. Yeah. Transformers, G.I. Yeah. Joe with Destro. Yeah. Light Bryce with the glow. Power from Nintendo. Nintendo. So many toys you will never know. Never know. Welcome to Toy Cast. Here we go. This episode of the Time Blaster Toycast was produced and hosted by Dave Harbison, Joe D'Alessandro, and me, Keith Libra. We record live to tape from my shop, Time Blaster Toys, in Westland, Michigan. This episode was mixed and edited by Joe. Our theme song is by our pal, the talented Mark Cooper. Follow us on Instagram, at Time Blaster Toys, and YouTube, at Time Blaster Toycast. If you have a question, comment, or idea for our show, you can contact us via the Time Blaster Toy Line at 734-494-2292 or via email at timeblastertoys at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see everyone next week.